0: Welcome to Market Scale Hospitality. I'm Sean Heath and today I have a chance to have a conversation with the founder of TheRestaurantExpert.com, David Scott Peters. David, how are you today? Doing wonderful, thanks for having me. Hey, uh, I really like food. I'm just going to go ahead and get that out there. I know for a fact you're quite fond of the food yourself. You've been able to see it from the creative side, basically your whole career, right? Yeah, I grew up in my family's restaurant and
1: catering business, worked for the toughest manager. I know if anybody's listening ever worked for your mom, you understand how hard that is. But uh, I've seen it from my stepfather being a chef, being creative, all through my career um, being in the restaurant business, uh, literally on both sides of of the, the fence, if you will. But I'm really not a culinary guy. I'm more an operations management, hospitality person. With that said... Uh, The experience I've been given, I can run anybody's kitchen. I just have zero knife skills, if that makes sense.
0: What common threads are you able to pull together regardless of the size of the client?
1: Well, the biggest thing is in the restaurant industry, especially for independents, and that's whom we primarily work with, uh, it's passion. I mean, no matter whether you had a passion to have the greatest experience for your guest, whether it be a sports bar or a fine dining restaurant, whether it be quick serve, whether it be do you want to bring out a product that most people aren't aware of and change the the awareness whether it be healthy or or a, a product that that nobody's really ever heard of it might be something that you grew up with well doesn't matter what it is the the incredible part is when you have a passion for the restaurant industry for hospitality creating memories for our guests it involves everything it involves the product you put on the table it it involves the drink that's put on the table. It involves the service, the atmosphere. You name it, product quality. And so, the common the common thread, if you will, is if you get into the restaurant business, you better have a passion for it. Because the bottom line is, this is probably the toughest industry I know. And in fact, it can eat people up like there's no tomorrow. If you don't have passion, you're out. If you do. You're going to learn some expensive lessons, but you're ultimately there to take care of the guests,
0: and that's going to bring you success. When we're talking about expense, one thing that always fascinates me about cooking in general, and not as a career, but just as an activity, is just how expensive higher quality utensils can be. People can spend like $500, $600 for one single knife. For most people who are not on a television cooking show or working in some giant five-star Michelin rated restaurant, they don't need a $500 knife. They need a knife that gets the job done. Back of house software is the equivalency that I want to make. If I'm running just my own bistro or a pop-up or, I mean, even a food truck, I don't need a $400,000 back of house system. I need something that I can afford that will give me the same benefits that the big guys get.
1: I, I love the analogy you brought up about the knife. And the bottom line is you could provide any knife to an incredible chef and they're going to get the job done. Now, if I buy an incredibly wonderful knife and I give it to the chef and the chef cooks a private party for me and my guests and put out an incredible event and we go, man, that was awesome because I gave them that knife. Well, no, it's the person behind the knife. It's the skills, the passion, the drive, the, the knowledge, all those things. And when we translate that to say, whether well, a point of sale system, there are certainly the, the top brands out there that can often be the most expensive, but there's a myriad of solutions out there that do all the same things. In fact, may even have better features at a lower cost, the key is getting the right information. For us, uh, we at the restaurantexpert.com, we're a back office solution uh, and restaurant coaching and training company. And that back office solution, we, we go up against uh, big name companies uh, that work with the chain restaurants that are expensive as all get out to get in. And they require somebody with darn near an accounting degree to manage them. What you've really got to be able to do in today's day and age is harness that information. Because one of the things you talked about is the expense of running a business. Our margins have been disappearing year after year after year. I've been in this business 30 plus years, and I can remember when you could run the business based off your gut and your bank account. Today, that's not the case. Our food prices do nothing but go up every single delivery. We have now $15 minimum wage approaching from coast to coast. It is not a matter of if, it's when it hits us nationally. And the bottom line is, we have all these things rob us of our margins. We can no longer do like we used to. We actually have to harness the data that's out there to make good business decisions. To actually be proactive about your business instead of looking at a P and L and saying, "Darn it, look, I didn't make the money I deserved." Instead, we look at it and said, "Oh, I didn't make it, but what do I put in? What systems do I put in place to change that reality?" And you can't do that without the numbers. And so, no matter what. No matter where your budget is, we are now in a day and age where we need software. For instance, recipe costing card, probably the most important system in your whole business because without costing out a recipe, you're throwing your profitability to what I call dumbass luck because you name an industry that doesn't know what a product they sell costs and what they need to sell it for to make money. Yet in our industry, we eyeball it, chef puts out a pretty dish and we go, $13.95, 1395. Just pull it out of out of thin air. Well, the fact of the matter is, with recipe costing cards, data, whatever customers actually purchase from our POS system, we can re-engineer menus and drop food costs three to seven percent the first time through. Oh, that's with the same expensive ingredients. That's with just deciding where to place an item, whether we need to reduce a portion size by a different product that may be same quality or better quality, never cheaper quality. We never cheapen it. We get the same or better quality, and we start to do things, get rid of bad items, this, that, the other. And that data is what drives it. So today's day and age, you have to have that software in your back pocket in order to make the changes because today it's it's really expensive to run
0: the business. Does that make sense? Absolutely. One thing that I always found really interesting about The restaurant industry, specifically on the creative side, on the food side, is if the food you're putting in your face isn't good, that restaurant's in trouble. I don't care how good the marketing is. I don't care how nice location is. I don't care how lovely the environment is. If the food's bad, that's a bad move. So that's one data point you have to focus on. You have to make sure the food's good. But those other things, those are all equally important in the success. If you have great food, but nobody knows about your restaurant and it's you know on the side of a highway next to a dumpster, not going to get a lot of repeat business. So you mentioned data. There are a ton of data points that any restaurant owner has to juggle on a daily basis. And so software helps them do that. But another thing software helps them do is communicate their part of that experience with the customer, with the guest that's sitting in their restaurant. What sort of changes have you seen restaurants make to help update that interaction with their guests? Well, when we talk when we
1: talk about reaching those guests that come in every day and how technology has changed, I mean the biggest thing is, man, I, I'll tell you when I got into this industry, I can remember the first cell phone. I can remember when pages were it, but you know, right, having a pager and calling the office. Well, now we've got these computers strapped to us all 24 hours a day, and in fact, most internet searches, if not the majority, are now done on a mobile device. So you have to be in a position where you have a mobile-ready website. You need to now embrace those things like Instagram. I don't know if you remember when Instagram first came out, restaurant owners complained like, oh my gosh, my table turns are slowing down because these people are taking pictures of my darn food. Just eat it and go away. Well, now we look at it and say, oh, I need to put out food that is Instagram-ready. I want every guest. To be socially promoting, look, we're in my restaurant. Doesn't this look fantastic? Doesn't it taste fantastic? You have to take advantage of social media. And the only way to do that is kind of your point at, at the beginning of this was you have to take care of restaurant 101 first. Forget about the systems I teach helping you make money being proactive in your business. If you don't take care of the guest, which is restaurant 101. Hot food, hot, cold food, cold, clean, safe work environment for guest employees. Wow, customer service, incredible product. And that's the point you're driving. And if you take care of that, then your social media reviews and the shares and all those things, that's going to take care of itself. The bottom line is you have to manage it. You have to have a strategy and how you're going to handle Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Yelp, all these different media outlets, if you will, social media outlets but you have to take care of the guest, and it will fall into place.
0: As restaurants have to grow and evolve and improve their experience for their guests and also for the employees. I mean, ultimately it's a, it's a team game, right? What types of things are you guys doing at the restaurantexpert.com to make sure that you're keeping your playbook updated? You know, the biggest thing is
1: as long as I've been in this business and as long as the industry has been around from the first dining cars uh, and so on, the, the fact of the matter is, Nothing has changed dramatically in the industry. Number 1, take care of your guest. Number 2, you need to be a leader in your business. And so we're always looking at ways that we can help our restaurant owners become leaders in their business because it doesn't matter how good you are. If you can't lead, you're not going to take your business from the bottom and, you know, reach new heights. In fact, great chefs, great owners often go out of business because they can't communicate with their team. And so then what we do is we teach them the same systems and tools that chains use without losing your independence. We love our guests. We love our employees, but we are going to do what they do, and that's make money. And through systems, you make up for your weaknesses. For instance, the vast majority of us, I have a matrix I've created that you either fall into one of four boxes. Uh, you're either uh, a, a crazy maker, who the you're a victim in your business. You don't have any systems. You don't communicate. Uh, you are either a pencil pusher. The more you just you look at systems and numbers and uh, maybe you're not as patient with your employees and customers but you're a numbers-driven person or uh, the more you look at becoming the best restaurant out there the most incredible hospitality taking your guests taking care of your employees the more we become social workers where we often ignore the numbers well with systems they take the social worker and they, we put budgets in place. We put procedures in place that we can train our management, management team on. And we can set expectations from budget expectations to easily just things like checklists. What are my expectations of the business when I'm not there? Imposing my will without being there, forcing me to look at my numbers, making me a head coach. Vice versa, if I'm a pencil pusher and I, I'm, not, I'm not the most patient, I don't communicate really well. Well, systems force me to communicate what I want for the guest experience, making me a head coach. And a head coach is somebody who pays attention to the numbers and the systems and pays attention to the guests and the employees. And ultimately, as a head coach, you are a leader. And so the systems part of it, a lot of it, it, it their tasks. And none of it has really changed dramatically over years. We've just automated it, made it simple. But more importantly, our approach is teaching your management team how to use those same systems, and helping owners become leaders in their business.
0: Does that make sense? Absolutely. You've actually created a metaphorical recipe. Just the right amount of paying attention to the numbers, just the right amount of social interaction. And if you put those together in the right balance, you're ahead of the game. Absolutely. Amen. Just for a moment, let's talk about some negative aspects because the restaurant industry, hospitality industry, is such a weird animal. Because it can seem up or down on a day to day basis, depending on what the latest Instagram post was. What's the latest trend? What type of trends have you seen recently that concern you a little bit? Probably the biggest concern I see out there is, especially coming
1: off a down economy, you know, a decade ago now at this point in time, uh, where we could find employees all over the place. And now we have 4% unemployment, and under and people are struggling. There is not a restaurant in the United States or really North America that I can tell you is not short a line cook right now. Then we add to it the advent of a new generation called millennials, and as soon as anybody hears that, they start to roll their eyes and go, oh my goodness. Well, first of all, let me put a side note on there. Every generation we have bitched and moaned about. So we have to learn how to work with this generation, but this generation does not... Uh, necessarily look for money as much as they look for belonging to something bigger, wanting mentorship, wanting leadership, um, even more flexibility than our industry already offers, which it's got to be the most flexible industry there is for moving your schedule around and so on. What's happening is we're not finding the employees. In fact, there's a new term out there that I just learned from a, a hospitality recruiter called ghosting. And this is that 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 phenomenon where these people these Millennials if you are aren't even showing up for their scheduled interview or they're interviewing they get hired they don't show up for their first second or third day of work a week they're just gone they don't communicate they just disappear and so there's this weird phenomenon of ghosting which is just making it that much harder for us because there's already not a large labor pool and then they don't want to come to work and so we as an industry have to learn how to become employers of choice. We have to create positive work environments. We can no longer yell and scream or do the things that might have worked in the 80s, the early 90s. We have to learn how to create teams in our business. We may have to pay more hourly, uh, as far as uh, the hourly rate goes, but that means we need a budget. And that means we're gonna have to lower our food costs and our poor costs in order to handle that higher expense. We're gonna have to make sure we have supervision in our restaurant. It's actually a good thing to have managers on every shift taking care of the guest, the employee, making sure the operation works. And so it's a mind shift especially in industry where we think that our margins are disappearing. How do I add more labor and dollars uh, to take care of
0: that? I think it's safe to say that most millennials probably do not consider extra pieces of flair a really big motivator. So let's talk about some things that are motivating. Let's talk about some positive trends that you've seen. What really gives you optimism? What do you see that really makes you think, okay, this is an interesting direction when it comes to the employee side of things or the, the industry side. Sure. Both. Okay. The
1: industry side of things, the, the one of the things that that kind of is the trend and it's been happening ever since the economy took a crap years and years and years ago. And that has been quick service. Restaurants have really been taking off. Uh, it is the, the day of opening up a 300 seat restaurant, unless you are in a tourist destination, uh, those days are gone because the, what it takes to operate them is incredible. So now, number one, the trend has been to quick serve number one, because the economy, people said, hey, well, I don't have to tip there. So they, can, they might spend the same $12 burger in a quick serve restaurant that isn't a full service restaurant, but I don't have to tip. So we found our customer buying down, if you will, trying to stretch their budget. Well, now we're seeing quick service restaurants that are starting to take off even further and adding technologies to them, which I don't agree with. This is a downside is tablet ordering and things like that, where all of a sudden I can run this restaurant with less labor. And that's probably one of the biggest trends that I'm seeing is how is it we as an industry can expand or open up restaurants and not be dependent on needing X number of employees. The more I can reduce it, the greater chance of success is kind of the thought that I'm seeing out there where I buck the system. It's kind of what you talked about earlier. If I can take care of the guest, I want you all to think about this. We all, when we finally get out of our four walls as restaurateurs, we often have a favorite restaurant that happens to be in a strip shopping center in a corner that nobody can find, but they're always on a wait because they're a damn good restaurant. And so if we focus on the guest, we create that wonderful experience you will be busy and that translates the only way we can do that is to take care of our employees which are our internal customers our internal guests and so that positive work environment is critical we cannot cannot go through our industry anymore with bullies on the floor people who are just yelling and screaming i I can't stress that
0: enough i now feel motivated to work on some knife skills. So I guess I got to run out and buy a good knife. You've, you've inspired me, David. Now I, now I think I need to really learn how to, to chop up celery. I don't know why, that's just, I I now have another life goal and I have you to thank for that. You motivated me, you coached me up. I appreciate that. Today, it has been my pleasure to have a conversation with David Scott Peters. He's the founder of therestaurantexpert.com. David, thanks so much for taking the time today, sir. John, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.